This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Boys, my heart is full. My host chair is full. Now let's go out there and broadcast. If you don't mind. I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. V-I-G. Ah! Welcome to The Breakdown. I'm Chuck Pierce. And I'm Portia Scott Griffin. And on our panel today, we have Obama denier and author of the book, Well, I Never Met Him, Alan Jarvis, transracial fracking misunderstander, Sally Rosenberg, Wiccan priestess and director of the documentary I Hate the Troops, Imani Focolo, Ken Simpson, a Kentucky dog groomer who used a religious liberty law to refuse service to a gay dog, and Rex, a gay dog. Welcome to the program. And now, this is fun. It's a fun party. No question about it. This is a fun situation. Hey, you guys are here. The fun continues, nay, increases. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is Thursday morning, the 30th of August. Hey, guys. Yes, we have time for the thing. I wasn't, I hadn't, but no. Okay, all right, my bad. I'm going to tell you something that's going to make you really happy, Kevin. All right. In fact, uh, write this down for a, a future Kevin and Bean phone-in topic. All right. You took the wrong medicine at the wrong time. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what did you take? Okay, Here, here's the thing. <laughs> I have a, uh, a series of a series of medicines that I have, uh, have been taking for the past uh, few months to, you know, to regulate. And instead of taking something called Lexapro this morning, mm-hmm. I took something called Clonopin this morning. Ah, now, clonopin is a sleep medication. Oh. Serious sleep side effects, yes. Yes. It is. Remember when I told you that I was having, I don't know if this was on the air or not. Remember when I told you I was having the awful, like, night terrors? Yep. You know, the screaming and the kicking and the and the thrashing and the terrible nightmares and everything like that? Mm-hmm. So my doctor gave me uh, clonopin, which has helped a lot. But what it doesn't do is, is um, keep, keep you awake, <laughs> keep you alert. What it doesn't do is make you your sharpest. Because what you do, kids, is you mm-hmm. take it, and then you go to bed, and then you get a good night's sleep. Okay. So I took that 45 minutes ago. Oh, sweet Lord. So it, exactly. So it has kicked in to full effect right now. And we've you heard the expression fighting the ambient. This is the same thing. Wait, is, is it the same thing? Because when you fight the ambient, mm-hmm. you have like it's like psychedelic almost. Yes. yes. Wait, no. Yes. You're tripping bees right now. Uh, I think you can say. I can say balls. balls. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I got the swirlies. I got it all, man. All right. I got the dizzies. I got it all. And let's change the schedule up so you have to lead everything. <laughs> <laughs> Should I? I mean, look. You know I'm a trooper, and uh, and I don't like to miss a show. Mm-hmm. But um, oh, you I, stay if that's your question. 
<laughs> I'm just worried <laughs> that I may be more trouble than I'm worth today. Because... I would just like to say that uh, I was gone for scissor bean. Oh. So I am so happy right now. Scissor bean was a joy. You have it's, any scissor left? Yeah, you should try that. That might a, keep you awake. It counteracts no, the clonopin. No, yeah. it doesn't at all. That. It does. That's what no. I read in a place it, it that time. It just makes it worse. But I already feel like, you know how sometimes you're watching a show and it's uh, somehow your uh, your transmission has gotten out of sync and the words don't match the sound? Sure. That's what it feels like as I'm speaking right now. That's, all right. That was my like, Monday and Tuesday. It was, yeah. yes. I feel like I'm saying things right now and they're coming out slowed down at a different time than my mouth is moving. Yay! Kids I love it. Do. I don't know how it's going to go, mm. but I do think it's an awesome phone topic because I'm sure it's happened to lots of people. It's easy to do. Sure. Especially, you know, early in the morning, you are not paying as close attention as you as you should maybe to the labels. Maybe, maybe my solution should be not keep, you know, all those bottles next to each other. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what a lot of people do is they'll separate, you know, morning time with other medicines that help you sleep. Yeah. See, I don't know anything about how other people do it because I don't go through their medicine cabinets. But do people usually keep different medicines in different rooms or something or different places? Not different rooms, but I keep them separate in two different locations. That's very smart. Yeah. I should have done that. <laughs> I just have no. Ad- I just have Advil. Oh, you're missing out on all the good I stuff. I really right? am. Can you imagine me on any no. sort of medication? Yes. Well, if Dr. Drew weren't so stingy, Thank maybe we'd you. all have better drugs. Right? God, what's the point of having a friend as a doctor? <sighs> Agreed. All right, do we have time for the thing? Yes. yes. This is going to be a good day. I love it so much. This, uh, this is, I think this is a really interesting story, and I can't remember the details, but last year we got into a conversation about calling people ma'am. Do you guys remember what it was? Did I call somebody ma'am and she was upset that I called her ma'am because she felt she was too young? I Do you think, remember? yeah. Yeah, a waitress or something? It was a waitress. It was a waitress. Yeah, was a waitress. yeah don't call me ma'am. And yeah. I was just trying to be respectful. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, there's a story in the news just like this where a 10-year-old boy in North Carolina, was punished by his teacher that he referred to as ma'am. Come on. Punished? I mean, he's 10 and she's his teacher. That's the definition of when somebody should be called ma'am. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Right? Right? Um, what? Did you take the pill? No. Yeah, why would why would you oh, play it's, it's sexy music? Get it on for a ten year old. Well, it's I always play it in an inappropriate time. But a little a little kid and a- this one's real weird, Kevin. What's happening? Right now? <laughs> it's gonna be a great day. What? And it was so loud. Yeah, it came on a little stronger. Yeah. <laughs> here's the uh, here's the news report. Let's see if we can figure out what's going on. Kevin, don't touch anything. Okay. When 10-year-old Tamarion Wilson came home from school Tuesday afternoon, his mom noticed something off. So I asked him what happened, and he told me he got in trouble for saying yes, ma'am. Confused by his response, Tamarion then pulled out this sheet of paper, where he was made to write the word ma'am four times per line on both sides. Okay, so this is the thing, like Bart Simpson has to do on the chalkboard, where you just mm-hmm. have to be punished by writing a word over and over and over again. By the way, he didn't say the F word, okay? Didn't say the N word. He called his teacher ma'am. And there's this this picture in the article of this ma'am, 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 ma'am on both sides of the piece of paper like they were punishing the little kid. I thought it was like a sign of respect. Yeah. That's what I thought, and that's apparently what his parents taught him as well. All because he referred to his teacher as such when she instructed him not to. He had a look on his face of disappointment, shame. 
To Marion's parents, Teresa Wilson and MacArthur Bryant explained he was recently hospitalized for hallucinations and memory issues. Okay, this just got weird, Wait, and I what? also don't know what it has to do with it. What? Who was hospitalized? The kid, the 10-year-old kid, was hospitalized with memory issues, and I don't know if they bring that up in this, uh, this poorly reported uh, television broadcast because they are trying to point out that the teacher had asked him not to call her man before, but he still oh. did, and they're wondering maybe if it's because he had memory issues. Hmm. I would just think it's a, if you're 10 and you're living in North Carolina, it's just ingrained into you if you've got good parents. It's automatic that you call somebody man. Yeah, I would think so, too. Now, is the problem, Allie, that um, some women feel like they're too young to be a man? Like, that they, that they worry that it makes them feel old if somebody calls him man? Uh, well, I'm sure that plays a part, but not with a 10-year-old child that you're teaching. Mm-hmm. That's just insane. Yeah, when people sure? call me sir, I'm like, don't call me sir. It's but kind of then you make the right sir right. four times per right. line. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the cousin to... Um, don't don't call me Mr. Baxter. That's my dad. You know, you've heard people right. say right. that before when they feel like they, they, uh, you're, you're the old guy now if they start calling you Mr. Whatever. Something the teacher did not know. Still, they say that's no excuse for how she handled the situation. When Wilson returned the signed punishment sheet to the principal, she included an extra piece of paper where Tamarian wrote down the definition of the word ma'am. Wilson adds the teacher told Tamarian during the encounter that if she had something, she would have thrown it at him. I mean, okay. well, this what? teacher is... Escalated yeah, quickly. This is this isn't even an issue of a normal situation. This teacher is off a rocker. Yes. Why does this teacher hate Tamarian? Mm. Uh, I think she's just nuts. During a meeting Wednesday between Teresa, the teacher and principal, Teresa said the teacher acknowledged saying that, but added she was not serious. Following the meeting, she requested her son change classrooms, which the principal agreed to do. All right, so the teacher is not being, uh, there's no penalty or punishment for the teacher at all. They really? just to put the kid in a different school. But I, unless there's something more going on to this story, like they were mortal enemies prior to this ma'am incident. It, it just sounded to me by that last little bit like they were joking back and forth. And they had that kind of relationship, which this would make I, s- I think the teacher was just trying to cover yeah. her ass by saying oh, she was okay, joking when she threatened to throw something at him. But how upset can you be by a 10-year-old calling you ma'am? These days, I, I would be delighted to see a kid with some manners. Especially, again, I point out North Carolina. In the South, that is considered good manners. I'm concerned that the school's reaction was, let's move him to a different teacher. Mm-hmm. Not it's hey, odd. let's figure out why this teacher about is this teacher? threatening students and then making them do assignments for being respectful. Yes, this exactly. is a problem. I don't like it at all, you guys. Wait I mean, a minute. If, if I were still awake right now, I would tell you <laughs> that I did not. I do not enjoy that teacher. I do not support what she did. <laughs> all right, I'm, I'm okay. This is gonna be a good show. Good show. Let's talk about today's Kevin and Bean show, shall we? Enrique, hello. <laughs> So you still love the phone. Still try to get the Mexican president on the phone. <laughs> Dr. Drew's on the show because it's Thursday. Uh, we're going to do a phone topic. Sh- should I sell it or just wait on it? Um, which one are we doing? The worst places you vomit. Oh, no, that's a good one. People <laughs> stick around for that. People expect that from the Kevin and Bean show. Uh, <laughs> and by the way, who do you think in this room has the most examples of that happening? Mm, going to go Kevin. It's possible. <laughs> yeah. That is possible. Uh, get up on this with Jensen Carp. Uh-huh. I like that because he always introduces us to something cool, and none of us know what it is until we get on the air. It's Agreed. fun. Uh, Mom makes $57,000 cuddling. Hmm. Only cuddling, you guys. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. Nothing more. Uh, people are dumb. 
coming up on the program today. And I don't know if you remember a story that I told about a year and a half ago about a sickle and a penis and a neighbor. I don't think you remember that story. I don't either. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you remembered it that day. Bean was on vacation and recently came across a bunch of Afro calls about that topic. People mm-hmm. were making fun of me or asking questions or whatever. So Apparently it is legendary, my boy. Oh, so, it is. And Bean has never heard it. So he's going to play some of those Afro calls, and then and then we're going to replay that. I can't uh, write me it sounds like it's it sounds like it's one of the greatest moments in Kevin Abid Show history. It's too long to be a moment, it. but oh, it's the longest moment with yeah. ever. Yeah, it was crazy, and I think you're going to enjoy it. <laughs> we'll take a break. We will come back with what's happening next. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. You just keep going. I'm. Just, How you doing, Bean? <laughs> you just keep. You keep going. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take this. Uh, this sec. This. This thirty seconds off. Okay. <laughs> well, quick nap. <laughs> yes, that's all. I'm just. Gonna, I'm, just I'm, I'm okay. I'm just gonna close my eyes for a minute. Okay. <laughs> he says. Nine forty. Hey, what's going on? Exactly. Time for what's happening. Here's Allie. This. Uh, this whole Aretha Franklin funeral is is. Unlike anything I've ever seen, I just, I haven't seen people lining up to see somebody's body, and I haven't um, heard of them changing outfits. I'm sorry? And, yeah, well. It's weird that we have two of these people waiting incredibly long lines to go buy a casket things happening at the exact same time, because the John McCain is, you know, laying in, lying in state in Arizona right now. Right, but that's and, not an open casket. No, it's not an open casket, but I mean, there's... that there's. A line as far as the eye can see of people waiting, just like in Detroit for Aretha. It's just so strange that these things are happening at the same time. Or does everything seem strange to me right now? (laughs) Probably everything seems a little strange. But the fact that they're announcing um, that she'll have all different outfits on. So the first day she wore a red dress and a pair of $775 red patent leather Christian Louboutin heels. And then she'll have a few different changes during the viewing. I didn't so consider for one second there would be a change of I clothing. I didn't either. So Wednesday, she wore a powder blue dress and matching shoes. Tomorrow, she'll wear a gown. She's not a Barbie doll. What's that's happening? That's my point. I find this odd. And are people that went to Tuesday that saw the red outfit like, damn it, I wanted blue. Like, are they... <laughs> you think they're coming back? They're and- coming back. They're getting back in line. It... It's bizarre. I just find it all very bizarre. It is bizarre. Hey, um, I see that CNN and Fox are carrying portions of the ceremony. Is Is online the only way to watch the whole thing? As far as you know, Allie, in terms of what you've been seeing? I haven't seen anything. Because that's um, my Labor Day uh, Friday right there. It's most, I was going to say, most of us hours. are not looking for that. Right. Well, I want to yeah. see, you know, I want to see Bill Yeah, Clinton Friday will be and, different with all the performers and the speakers. But yeah. I don't, are people watching the viewing? Like, Oh, no, no, no. I'm not talking oh, about right okay. now. I'm talking about Friday. I'm talking oh. about Friday. I haven't heard of anyone who's covering it, you know. Start to finish. It's just there. Apparently, there's going to be dipping in, and I, I just want to make sure I don't miss any of the good stuff. <laughs> it's like the, the best concert I'm of the year. The good stuff. Talk well, about look at funeral. all the people. Look at all the people who are performing, though. Right, I mean, right. It's really. It's. Uh, it's going to be quite the show. It'll be quite the show. What's happening? If only Aretha was there to see it. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I just change of clothes. Yeah. Have you yeah. ever heard of that ever? No, I haven't. Hmm. I haven't. I. Uh, hmm. I don't love it, you guys. I know it's not for me, right? Not, you know, who cares? I'm sure that some, was her wish. So, I hope so. Good on her. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> really, I really hope so. Um, what is happening in the valley? 
just homes broken into left and right. This time, Christina Milian. Her home broken into for the second time in four days. Second time in, in four, four days. Four days. It's just it's insane. So Friday. They made off with $100,000 worth of jewelry and watches. And then she was broken into on Tuesday. She's out of the country with her husband, but they just smashed into a side door just as they had on Friday. Did they not get the door fixed? Or That's were they so like, weird. that door was easy? What did they think they were coming back for? Yeah, it's not like they replenished <laughs> that no, time. Maybe they left a lot. They didn't have time and they left a, a lot of the loot. Listen to you with your technical <laughs> words. I mean, maybe they saw a bunch more that they could come back and get. Yeah. I've never heard. I don't know. I've never heard of this either. It's very weird. Four days. But this is just the recent string. So we've got Christine Milian twice, Wiz Khalifa, Bella Thorne, and then John Mayer. What is happening? Uh, they're targeting high-profile celebrities because they know they have a lot of money. And, and they know when they're out of town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I guess the real question is why wasn't this happening more frequently 10 years ago 15 years ago since the since the internet i'm saying right where everybody knows where everybody is all the time i'm surprised it took so long for people to catch on to this hmm. so you're saying that you're upset that the thieves i'm not upset i am yeah. surprised slow to catch yeah. on to the idea i'm just surprised that this has really only become a thing in like the last three years or so because it does seem like you're advertising hey my house is empty give it a shot Right? And he wishes that robbers were hipsters. Mm-hmm. Right? They'd been doing it a long time, and he's just, he's so over it now. Right? Who's with me? Well, coming up, I'm going to tell you about Cardi B and how she is not going to return to the stage for anything less than what's the amount? I'll tell you coming up. Remember when the supermodels would say, I'm not getting out of bed for less than right. however much? 10000 but isn't this a little early for Cardi B in her career? I would think it would be, but huh. if people are willing to pay it, eh. huh. Plus, she's a new mom. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe. She doesn't want to leave Culture Kiari Cephas' side. That's the baby's name. Wow. Well done. Thank you. Some birthdays for you. Guitarist for Panic at the Disco, Ryan Ross. We've got Andy Roddick. Lewis Black, Michael Chiklis, and Cameron Diaz. Happy birthday, and that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Uh, for folks who weren't with us at the beginning of the show, I accidentally took the uh, the sleepy medicine instead of the wakey medicine this morning. Mm-hmm. And um, Chucky writes in, he, he lets me know that he's not a doctor, but he okay. says, okay. trust him on this because it will work, that I should take another one of the sleepy pills because they will cancel each other out and I will feel better all that's, over again. That's science. Mm. Does that does that make sense to you guys? Should yeah. I just follow that advice? It uh-huh. doesn't, but I feel like maybe he is a doctor. <laughs> he says he's not, but it's science. <laughs> Kevin writes in and says, "Hmm, being on drugs sounds eerily like Kevin." So those people who have trouble telling us apart are really going to have trouble telling us apart today. <laughs> All right. We have talked about this from time to time on the Kevin and Bean Show. These professional cuddlers, you pay them money. We had a a story. This was a big thing in New York City last year. Remember, we did a a series of stories about that. You pay them money and you go and they hold you and it makes you feel better. And there are a lot of different people in this business, but there's one in the news right now that we saw in the Daily Mail. And it is unusual for a couple of reasons. And not only does she have a couple of reasons why she shouldn't be cuddling people. She's so hot. Mm -hmm. And look, attractive women can do any job they want. I don't want anyone to misunderstand what I'm saying here. I'm not saying she's so hot she shouldn't be able to do this if this is what she does. 
I'm saying, how does it not go wrong 98% of the time when she's cuddling dudes? Because men. That's what I'm saying. Because mm-hmm. men. Because men. Yeah. Right. She makes $57,000 a year just cuddling. Nothing else. Not a euphemism. There's This is not a sex thing. She's a, mo- a married uh, mother of three. Got a very supportive husband in this business. Let's hear a little bit from her. I think she's Australian, if I recall mm-hmm. correctly. Mm-hmm. Let's hear what she has to say about it. And that's just not playing. Hang on. Am I playing the wrong? On drugs. <laughs> <laughs> On drugs. Oh, no. Hi, my name is Jessica O'Neill, and I am a massage and cuddle therapist. For me, myself, I run three different types of cuddle therapy services. Every cuddle therapist will have a different style. The first session that you can do is a one-hour-long session, and we call it Straight Up Hugs. This is for people who would just like to try the therapy. Maybe they're interested in what the benefits may be, or maybe um, you just want to be helped. Okay. Um, It seems sad to me. Yeah. Yeah, because you're going to a total stranger. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For intimacy. Yes. Yes. An hour of cuddling, by the way, seems like, look, I get the therapeutic benefit of a hug. It mm-hmm. feels good to be hugged. What? From someone you know. <laughs> yes, from someone you know. <gasps> but five minutes in, how is it not just awkward? Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah. It's a long 10 minutes. That's a half an hour. Yeah, because even after like a hug with a friend for three seconds, you're like, you do a little tap on the back, like we're done. All right, let's move <laughs> let's on. Break this up. Okay. <laughs> and I guess I mean you couldn't just lay there in silence, right? Unless you're weeping. That's the only. <laughs> the only... Oh no! Wow. I mean... How do you make that so sad already? <laughs> no, but I but I'm saying what you're saying. If you're going for this, if you're paying money to have a stranger hug you. You've got to be sad, I would think, going in. Yeah, I would think so, too. And at some point, you start talking. And, of course, once you get into the theory a- therapy aspect of it, that starts to cost more. Then the next level of cuddle therapy that I offer is cuddles and counseling. And this is where people want to work on a particular subject. So um, something that people might be going through that they really want help with and they really want to work through. We have a little bit of a chat and then we cuddle. And while we're cuddling, we work through more of the topic that the client wants to work through. Now, do you think this is for people who are intimidated by the classic setup of a psychiatrist's office where they don't want to be the person laying on the couch or sitting in a chair in an office setting talking to somebody? Does it is it easier if you don't have to make eye contact, if you're cuddled up against each other and it's almost like pillow talk? Do you think yeah. that's what they're going for here? I think it's almost like a false sense of intimacy, so you let mm-hmm. your guard down more I with her. It could be. How would you feel, Kevin, yeah, if... Did uh, you say that she was a, a therapist at the beginning or no? Massage therapist. Is yes. she but also she's a talking counselor? like she does therapy. Yeah. yeah. You know what? That's very interesting. It doesn't say that she is a certified therapist. Huh. Maybe she's just a good listener and has good advice. Or maybe she's just so hot people don't care what she says. I don't know. <laughs> now, Kevin, are you man enough that if your wife came to you and said, I am going to start offering cuddle therapy out of the house and I'm going to have people coming over, most of whom are going to be men... <laughs> Yeah, that wouldn't gonna, be weird. I'm just going to lay down and cuddle with them all day, every day, and get paid for it. Would you be cool with it? I am. Uh, no. Her husband, Jason, 34, does not mind her profession at all, despite the fact that most of her clients are men. He's very supportive. He completely gets it. He loves what I do. He thinks it's really beautiful. He is also super affectionate, and he gives me cuddles at home. Our relationship is what makes me strong. 
she said. I'd like to talk to him away from her. You know what would be awesome? What if she's like, I don't bring my work home. Don't cuddle me, Jason. <laughs> no Seriously, hugs. can I get off the clock? All right, a little bit more from our cuddle therapist in Australia. Then I also provide cuddles and coffee. And this is more of a friendship-based session where I don't counsel you through anything. It's more of a sounding board for you. I don't try to fix anything. We just chat as friends. This is the weirdest one of all because this is not her giving back and telling you how to fix what's on your mind, how to help you. She's just a sounding board. It's just if you want somebody to rant at while you sit there over a cup of coffee, this is because you don't have any friends. This one, right? Yeah. yeah, I would think so because she says now we're working into the friends. That, no, you're mm-hmm. not. Mm-mm. That's odd. And and it's also kind of counter to what little I know about professional therapists is they don't ever want you to think of them as friends, right? No. I mean, that kind of is crossing a line a little yeah, bit. That yeah, that goes against everything. Right. That's what I would think, too. All right, just a little bit more. And then I hold you and cuddle you through all of the things that you're going through in just a friendship kind of way. So for me, cuddle therapy is extraordinary because it brings about change really, really quickly and it helps people to move through the negativity and into the positivity far faster than any therapy that I've ever experienced. It brings something around really quickly, I'll tell you that. I sort of have a boner. She says, by the way, that she has had, quote, one or two awkward experiences, but insists that 99% of her clients are very well behaved. All right, let me ask you Mm -hmm. a question about that. She's exaggerating, right? 99? Yeah. There has to be way less than 99%. I mean, that are behaving. Yes, yeah. that are behaving. Yeah. I, I mean, because I we know people. Yeah, right. I would think. I would think more than that would at least try to get a little handsy because of that intimacy that they've created in their mind that I'm laying down with this person and we're close. Yeah. You know, I don't like it, you guys. <laughs> I don't. And I also I don't love either. it. <laughs> oh. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. Right now, it's time for people are dumb. Uh, The first one comes out of Milwaukee. A woman refused to pull over during a police chase because she thought the officials were members of the Illuminati. Oh, wow. Maybe they were. During a bizarre traffic stop, the officer asked to see the woman's ID, and then she said, you know what? Let me see your ID. Ooh, that that always goes well. <laughs> I don't think it does. Which, How about, by the way, police officers are always happy to show you. I uh, I didn't finish that properly. You know what? Let me see your ID. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> when the police officer didn't show her the ID, oh. she took off. Oh, gosh. So they started chasing her. I'm on her side at this point, by the way. Apparently, that police officer got some, uh, some uh, directive from... You know, Jay-Z and Beyonce or something. Something's going on here with the Illuminati. Are they running the Illuminati? Oh, sure. Come on, Kevin. That's my bad. So she took off. They finally pulled her over, smashed the window so that they could handcuff her and eventually got her to the ground. The woman ranted and spoke gibberish while accusing the police of being witches and warlocks working for the Illuminati. Mm. So now they're not part of the Illuminati, but they're witches and warlocks. I didn't know. if Is that like just Illuminati adjacent? Is it... Like, you step up, and then you're part of the Illuminati once you prove yourself mm, as a witcher warlock. You're a prospect first yeah. for a while, and then right. it depends on how you do. I think it's you're like Scientology. I think, you, I think you only know the pecking order once you're inside the organization. I think uh, we're just speculating mm. outside. 
Uh, this one comes out of Southern California. Authorities say a man has been arrested in Southern California after deputies found 800 pounds of stolen lemons in his car. It was, uh, excuse me, just for private use. Riverside County Guy Sheriff. Guy loves iced tea. Loves a lemon party, right? But here's the funny thing. <laughs> Uh, Riverside County Sheriff's officials say that 69-year-old nice. Dianaccio Fieros was arrested Friday and booked on charges of theft of agriculture products. Here's the funny part. Deputies were investigating the recent farm thefts, and they pulled up to his car. No. Now you would think it would be a lot of different people, take whatever. Just one dude. Yeah. So this guy's like, all right, I need to do this investigation. He looks to his right, and there's a car full of lemons. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Uh, what did you say, 800 pounds? Yes. Okay. Jeez. Is there an undercut, a black market for lemons? Like, how do you even move that much stolen merchandise? I don't know. Yeah. And is there a shortage of lemons? So he was getting top dollar? I don't know again. Oh, we need a lemon authority. I just find I want, it I so... I want to do a podcast with that dude. I just find it so funny that the officer just literally looked and went, all right, yeah, that's my investigation right <laughs> oh, there. Pull man. up, sir. I'm going to take he the rest of the day off. He saved so much paperwork time. Uh, meth conviction reversed after expert witness confesses to smoking meth before the trial. Oh, no. See so you now they bring in a doctor or a chemist or something yeah. like that. Um, the felony drug conviction of a man arrested in Great Falls, Montana, for uh, processing meth was reversed Thursday after it was revealed the chemist, the prosecution's star witness who testified to convict him, was stealing meth from the Montana State Crime Lab oh. that they had confiscated from this oh. guy. He had to test it to make sure it was really meth. That's the guy's job right? is to he say, yes, it's meth. Doing it. The guy's in court and the mm-hmm. expert witness is stealing his meth so that he can convict him on meth possession. Wow. I think, I think there's an out somewhere for this guy. I mean, how do you know it's meth mm-hmm. unless you test it? Yeah, he's a chemist. He needs that's to make sure. That's what he does, yeah. Kevin. But then he admitted to the court that he did it just before he was in court. So he yeah. literally took the meth mm-hmm. and then went in court and testified really fast, I assume. Wanted to be extra sure. <laughs> but it refreshes memory. Yes. And you know how um, it can be really difficult and really uh, disappointing for people who are trying to have a kid and can't have a kid. Yeah. That's just, it's a bummer. And sometimes you have to go to a doctor and figure out what's going on. A Chinese married couple were desperately trying to conceive and were having no luck at all. The young couple went to see an obstetrician uh, after the woman failed to get pregnant despite having sex on a regular basis. They were trying. Yeah. During their appointment, the woman admitted that sex was, quote, usually painful. Mm. So they performed an examination. The couple were very young. The man was 26. The woman was 24. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they were healthy. They were trying to have a baby. And on top of that, their family was all over them. I'm sure. Like, that's helpful. Yeah. Hey, thanks. We're trying. Right. Um, the results were unexpected. Um, the doctor discovered that the couple had mistakenly been having... No. 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 For four years. <laughs> Trying to conceive. Well, I feel like it should be less painful after four years, first of all, in the butt. But my God, no. Four years of marriage. They were like, look, I know it hurts, but we got to do it again. Do you think he knew the whole time? (laughs) (laughs) 
I, he knew. He's telling his friends, check this out. My wife still believes it. It's been three years. She still believes it. I so want to believe this story. I it can't. can't be real. It can't be. I, this one can't be real because I'm sorry. There are plenty of representations in the world, even in China, of the vagina. Okay. okay? Now let me just say this. Yeah. Out of the, what are there, 7 billion people? Right. Uh-huh. You think it's not possible that one couple might misunderstand that? And you don't talk about it with other people or anything. Right, right? very private. So they yeah. just, that's their You thing. think it's going in, it's going in somewhere. It must be right. <laughs> I mean, oh. I guess it's possible, but. <laughs> I want it to be I real. I do too. Uh, the doctor gave the couple a sex education handbook, and within a month, she, she was, was pregnant. <laughs> Come on. And that's People Are Dumb. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, look who's here. It's time for Get Up On This. Get Up, Get On Up. everybody. Jensen, how Hi, are you? Jensen Carl, well. how are you? Very good, thank you. You had uh, somebody follow you in when you opened the door to come into the building. I did? Time. I just wanted to warn you. Oh. There's a dude standing behind you. Oh, well, <laughs> this week's Get Up On This brings a guest into the studio as well. Oh, so all right. Very excited to do. Uh, let me introduce what the Get Up On is, and then he'll just jump in. Okay. Uh, I am someone who, when Kevin and Bean's out on the air, is looking for podcasts. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what I do. It's 2018. Podcasts are very important. By the and, way, Jensen also does get up on this podcast, which that's is fantastic. Right. That's right. All right, go ahead. When I'm not listening to Kevin Bean or right. my own podcast, like a real <laughs> egomaniac, um, I find myself just sort of hungry for mm-hmm. good podcasts. Okay. By the way, I'm 100% with you. Great. Uh, it's like sitting down. It's like the equivalent of everybody else who sits down and just starts scrolling through Netflix looking yeah. for that thing they've heard about or that thing that looks good. Yeah. And so I am Allie's figuring out either oh what it is. Oh, my God. Why? Do you listen to it? If or, it's who I think he is. The podcast is called Punch Up the Jam. It is on the HeadGum Network. Th- this is sad now. Oh. <laughs> well, so, not necessarily. I'm so excited. <laughs> what, what, I've just, never seen. But I want to hear more. Wait, so Allie just thought it was someone, stood up, pointed, uh-huh. moved her feet back and forth uh-huh. in sort of an exciting. Yeah. Then said, nah, never mind. Yeah, yeah if that it's just not happened. A, if it's not a murder wrong. podcast, Allie hasn't heard it. No, yeah. I, I literally thought he was one of the uh, guys that does the Gilmore Girls one. It is. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's so funny is from your excitement, I was like, oh, she has me mistaken for someone else. <laughs> 
Yeah, he was one half of the Gilmore Guys podcast, which was incredibly popular to a point where they like traveled around the world doing shows. Incredibly so. Yeah, and so now his new podcast, which now has about 40 episodes up, is called Punch Up the Jam. It's on HeadGum. And here's what it's all about. And all of us can understand Mm -hmm. this. There are so many beloved songs in this world. Right. So many things that we're supposed to just absolutely accept. Demi and his co-host, Miel Bredo, have decided that's not the truth. There are songs that deserve to be fixed. They sit down, listen to a song, a classic, and say, you know what? This isn't perfect, but we can make it perfect. Oh, Oh, such egos. That's awesome. So, Demi, what kinds of songs do you make better? Well, we generally choose from songs that we want we want every song to be something that people have at least heard of before or a song mm-hmm. that you maybe have heard just in your orbit. Uh, right. uh, we've done, like he said, about 40 episodes. They've all been pretty much like hits. Like some of my favorites, they did L.A. Women. They did that. They brought in Paul F. Tompkins, one of my favorite comedians. They sat down, talked about what is garbage in the song <laughs> and what is tremendous. But then, then, Demi and Miel make the song better. Wow. And it's very good. Musically, he's really incredible. He's, he was uh, big on Twitter a lot for sort of making satirical parodies of rap songs and regular songs and stuff like that. So now he has sort of an outlet to go out there and make these songs better. All right. Do you have anything that we can hear? We do. I, we're going to start with Welcome to the Jungle. Hold on just for a second. Oh, yes. Sorry, we have to restart our equipment because it's bad. Oh, yeah. so Sorry. things are going well. You guys, <laughs> I think terrestrial radio is something to get up on. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I, I think we're early on it. I think I think it's just building now. It's kicking mm-hmm. off. Uh, Jet said uh, we're moving out of this building in a few weeks, as you know. Yes. And they and literally the DJs in this room are the only people who show up to this location anymore. So all the equipment is just failing, and we don't even have IT or engineering to fix anything. They're it's just failing. And no one cares. But I have mm-hmm. a question, and I'm I'm serious here. Okay. Are you sure it's plugged in? Like, are we all heard by people? Yes. That I don't know for sure. I don't know for sure. Who knows? It really is. It's just failing. Yeah. All right. Are we back up? Yeah. 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 Uh, All right. What's the clip? This first one is from an episode they did for Welcome to the Jungle, and I'll let him explain how they fixed it. So basically, when we started listening to this song, my co-host Miel decided that it was a song about puberty and that the jungle was pubic hair, and I just kind of (laughs) ran with that. And we wrote the song as if it were a musical number in a musical entirely about puberty. And, and this is this is the clip. <laughs> Welcome to the jungle. We're the hormone gang. Carry sexy messages between your ovaries and your brain. And I'm the only one that knows exactly what you need. I need to get out of here. Sure you do, but you won't till you're 15. In the jungle, look into the jungle. It's right there between your Just wait here. Once a month, that thing will bleed. Welcome to the jungle. I'm acne on your face. You can try to get rid of me if you want, but I pop up all over the place. Hear your body grass. You are? Look here, we're still growing inside. What's that smell? That's you. Me? Yeah, B E R T Y. In the jungle. Welcome to the jungle. Keep you humble. That's his welcome to the jungle. I mean, wow. that is better. And so for like an hour before that, they so talked thought, about the changes. I'm sorry. So I thought that you were talking about actually they were going to redo the music and it was a serious thing. I had no idea oh. that it could be that funny. No, no, no. We, <laughs> we realized that a lot of these songs, they lyrically sort of 
are nonsensical if you try to pick them apart in a serious right. way. So we take that and we discuss it and say, like, why are these lyrics what they are? But then we sort of are like, I got you. We can't really rewrite it and make it That's better. awesome. So we make it our own thing. That's and, and, awesome. And it goes off into rants like that. And, and, and from those points, they create songs anew. Yeah. Uh, the second one we want to play is One Week. So we'll let him explain why. Uh, so for this one, we were trying to track the events of what happens in the Bare Naked Ladies song One Week. <laughs> And it's very confusing. Very confusing. <laughs> it's very hard to do. And once you do it, you sort of realize that there's something sinister going on. Oh. So uh, Miel, actually the origin of this one, originally for my birthday a few years ago, Miel threw me a surprise party that was a funeral. And <laughs> she turned this song into a funeral dirge <laughs> for my party. And we sort of repurposed it for this because it's a very dark song when you take a look at the lyrics. And it seems like there's a murder going on. <laughs> this is that clip. It's been one week since you looked at me. Caught your head aside and said I'm angry. Five days since you laughed at me. Saying get back together, come back and see me. Three days since the living room. I realized it's all my fault but couldn't tell you. Yesterday you'd have forgiven me. But it'll still be today, still I say I'm sorry. Hold it now, watch the hood wink. As make you stop, think. You think you're looking at Aquaman. Summon fish to the dish, although I like the chalice. Was I like the sushi? Cause it's never touched a frying pan. Hot like wasabi. Whole new definition. I mean, that's fantastic. I mean, that's cool. Arguably yeah. better than Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah, that's really well, you great. need to argue it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought there are a lot of songs that we have where the lyrics are super dark, but the music is peppy. Oh, yeah. yeah it's yeah. bizarre. That's one of That's them. That's fantastic. Uh, the third one I want to play is Friday I'm in Love. Yeah. So the tell cure. people. All right. yeah. It's a wonderful song. I love The Cure. I love this song. But when you track what he's saying and the reasons he gives for why he can't be in love the rest of the week, right. it, you kind of realize that the excuses are very thin. <laughs> so we just kind of took that and we're like, what if he's not, he doesn't have any pretenses. He's like, look, here are the reasons why I'm not going to love you any other day except for Friday. <laughs> and we just sort of spelled it out. This is a I don't care your Monday's free Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm asleep Oh, Thursday, scandals on TV It's Friday, I'm still catching up on scandals Saturday, <laughs> And Sunday, I'm not into you But Friday, I'll see what I can do Oh, my week is so packed It's an unfortunate fact but they say that distance keeps the love intact Maybe it would be fun if I was with you just once On the last Friday of every month This has nothing to do uh, So you get the idea that this is such a creative outlet For two very smart people who are musically inclined And it's funny every single week In the past they've had on Mara Wilson Who did Semi-Charmed Life with them Jake and Amir who did your song I mean it's like they have great guests every single week And it's, it's like a grab bag You don't know what they're going to do Danny, how do you how did you come up with this concept? It is something that Miel and I both have just been doing as friends for a while, and uh, I think we were sitting at her place one time listening to Jungle Boogie by Cool and the Gang, and we just couldn't stop laughing about it. <laughs> and the, there's this one part of the song where they there's a just this weird guttural talk going through. It was like get up with it, get down, and then this guy just goes. And I, I laugh every single time I hear the song, and I was just like, why why do we not focus on how weird some songs are? So I will. We not like, let you come into this room and disparage Cool the Gig, Demi. I'm I sorry. I would never disparage them. <laughs> that, it is 
my ringtone. That's an awesome, awesome idea because most podcasts, they're all pretty much the same, but this is super unique. Yes. We'll put a lot What's it called again, Jensen? It's called Punch Up the Jam. It's on the HeadGum Network. You can get it anywhere you listen to podcasts on the Apple uh, Podcasts app. Uh, you can uh, everywhere, basically. Yeah, Spotify, Spotify, SoundCloud. Other That's apps. great. Um, Demi, very nice to meet you. Before we hit the jingle and say goodbye, uh, something going on special for fans of the Gallery 1988, which is the gallery that Jensen owns. You want to announce that real quick? That's right. We have a Labor Day sale announcing it here, starting 20% off almost everything on the website. Like 98% of the website is 20% off. If you like pop culture and you like art, this is the place to go. It's gallery1988.com. Just use the code Labor Day during uh, the sale this whole weekend through Labor Day. And everything's off. 20% off almost everything. Very cool. Yeah. It's a good deal. Jensen, that, thank you. Demi, nice to meet you. Congratulations nice to meet you. Oh, Jeffy, on the also, podcast. Oh, sorry, we have to re-record yeah, yeah. the whole thing. It was never it was never on. Yeah, that's all good. That's all good. The Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. For folks who listen now, maybe you're not up at the start of the show each day when we come on live at 5.30, but we play a little fancy intro and we come on and we say hello, and then I usually tell a story, something, a human interest story or something in the news that I find interesting. We have a little chit-chat to kind of warm up and get the day going before the show really takes off like a rocket ride at 6 a.m. (laughs) However, when I am out, when I'm on uh, vacation, uh, Kevin steps up and he's the guy who brings in your morning tale. And last morning tale. <laughs> last a year, about a year and a half ago, um, it was one of the times when I was on vacation, and Kevin uh, brought in a story, and I am still unclear what the story is about because I've Same. not heard. I've not, Same, I've not heard the story. I'm not but sure. I was going through my computer the other day, and I came across a stack of Afro calls that came in the week after Kevin attempted to tell a story at the start of one Kevin and Bean. They show. probably came in for a month, by the way. And <laughs> I, started, just, I started listening to these, and I'm going to play a couple of them for you here now. And bear in mind, I and maybe some of you listening right now have never heard the story that is being referenced here. But how much do these calls make you want to hear that story? I want to start an official petition for Kevin to give us the morning story at the beginning of every show, every week. Please. That was freaking amazing. Now, when you first heard that, yes. Did you think there's any way that that was an actually real positive call? No. Or you knew immediately <laughs> oh, no. that it was a disaster. No, the guy was definitely mocking. Oh, no, I know that. but Yeah, no, I, I said I know that he, you, okay. he was mocking. All right, uh, here's the second one. Hey, Kevin, have you heard about this story from India about a guy who's sleeping with a girl who also knows the brother, who's also married to the friend, who has a sickle, and something happens, and somebody sleeps with somebody, there's a blindfold, and there's a threesome, and I don't know it either because you can't tell a damn story. <laughs> Oh She's not God. wrong. No. I heard that and I thought, I need to hear this story. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Kevin, my girlfriend's from India and she wants to have a threesome. But she's my neighbor, but she's married. But I want to marry her. But I can't marry her because she doesn't want to get married and she has a sickle. And then we, she wants me to have a three-way, but she wants me to wear a blindfold. And then my wife's not going to be there because she's married to my neighbor who's also in India. <laughs> And my neighbor has a wife, and then we're all going to have a three-way, but we can't because we're not married. <laughs> that makes sense, right? No. Oh, my when God. I heard, he nailed I heard, it. When I heard that one, I thought, wait, there's a sickle involved? 
cold. It was a I, sickle. I thought, okay, that, I of understand. Course, of course, that's what drew my attention to the story. Sure. Yes. But the previous callers, I understood that it, it was some sort of a threesome or some sort of a romantic mix-up in India. I got that. And then all of a sudden, now there's a sickle involved. And I thought, this is getting weirder and weirder. But the calls kept coming. I thought Bean's story about a couple looking for a lost dog for months was the worst opening in the history of the Kevin and Bean show. But then Kevin came in and dropped the mic. <laughs> Look, you tell me when to stop, Kevin. I've got hundreds more. You want more? I mean, let's hear a couple more because I'm... I just listened to Tuesday's opening segment and God damn, Kevin, you are a, you're a hero. You keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> All right, keep doing what you're doing. Seriously, Kevin, what the hell? What the hell's wrong with you? Right. You need help. You know. None of these people are wrong. You are the worst. The worst at telling stories. Okay? I was already having a bad morning. (laughs) And then I hear you with the sickle and the neighbor and the arranged marriage. And this is India and the cut-off penis. (laughs) Cut-off penis? Somebody needs to cut off your penis. Oh, That seems extreme. your head. And put it all in a bag in the desert. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I insist, Kevin, because I haven't heard the story. I insist that we revisit the I mean, story. I need you to, want me to what retell it, though. You want me to retell it right? Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no. OG, man. OG. I want to replay it? I yes. want to hear it the way the listeners heard it so I could love it as they do. <sighs> all right. We don't have time here, but we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back. Uh, and then we'll we'll play the story that inspired so many. Yes, it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. Uh, I'm sorry, we're out of time. We got to do nope. that other thing. No, nope. a thing uh-uh. where we do the thing with uh-uh. the calls and the deal. Uh uh-uh. uh From the eight one eight. Oh my God! I downloaded Kevin's telling of the India story, and I listen to it at least once a week. <laughs> the lister says. Oh. <laughs> if you're just joining us, it occurred to us that I never heard the India sickle threesome story. And apparently it is uh, legendary, my boy. So, Kevin, you pulled out the tape, and we're yeah. going to revisit it. Well, it was actually uh, the B team that pulled pulled it out and said, mm-hmm. hey, you guys need to do this. But Okay. So this is when we come on the air, Bean's on vacation, and I start with a very fascinating story. Um, I'd like to start off today's show with a, with a very, very fine story. Okay. A uh, jilted woman cut off her lover's penis with a sickle. Oh. A sickle? <laughs> like a knife time. is bad enough, but this is a sickle? A sickle. Before fleeing with it. The sickle? Yes. Down the street after he told her he was marrying someone else. He kept quiet about what happened at his girlfriend's home. This is in India, by the way. Okay. The uh, police said it was a case of attempted murder and being registered against the 20-year-old girl who they actually did end up finding. Mm-hmm. Um, who was a neighbor of the victim? So she was his neighbor, and she was dating him for four years. Okay. And she cut off his penis. Right. Because he wouldn't leave his wife. Wait. Kevin, I need you to tell this story better. But you said... Girl cuts off his penis. Because he was going to marry someone else, you said. Because she was going to marry someone else. He was already married, and he was a neighbor. (laughs) Wait, because... Wait. She was his neighbor. No, neighbor doesn't even matter, Kevin. (laughs) Wait, who's marrying who, Kevin? We still don't know. Honestly, I'm not positive. Here's what I will tell you just behind the scenes before we continue, is that... 
I remember like glancing over the story, but not really having a firm handle on it at the beginning. And then when Allie started asking me obvious questions where I was contradicting myself, I realized I'm just winging it now. I'm just, I'm just going to make up that part of the story, but none of the stuff I made up was in keeping with what I said before. Oh, yeah. Why does the neighbor girlfriend need to cut off the married next door neighbor's penis if she's marrying someone else? I was confused as well. That was only the beginning. Okay. okay. So it continues. They dated for four years. Right. And then he was going to marry someone else, you said. So she cut off his penis. But now you're yes. saying he's already married? That he had already been married to other people, yes. So the way she did it was she lured him into a three-way with his wife. This is So mess. wife. Okay. Husband. Uh-huh. Neighbor. Okay. Let's all have sex. Right. The guy said, all right, I'm sure. in. But you need to put on a blindfold. By the way, blindfold. Wait, what? <laughs> Never. That's, that's what she said. Never. If they ask you to put on a blindfold, don't put on a blindfold. No. Because then she can bring out a sickle. Sure. And you won't see it. Yeah. So apparently um, she was unhappy that the marriage was arranged. Okay. And that he had married somebody else and that her marriage was starting to be arranged and she wanted him. So she, I guess it was a, if I can't have you, no one can. Right. Well, why chop off the penis with a sickle? Yeah, you would think a knife would do the job, but maybe a sickle, that's just, that's so aggressive. She was so angry. It says here, the girl uh, uh, invited the victim to her residence with his wife and cut off his private part using a reaping hook. (laughs) I hate this this story so much. So (laughs) the wife was there witnessing this all, or did she have a blindfold as well? The wife... Okay. Okay. The wife wasn't there. Kevin! You're making this up I'm as not, you go. I'm not. I'm just showing you. He invited him over with the wife for a three-way. Right. That's what he thought the wife was there, and the girl, the next-door neighbor, put the blindfold Kevin, on. Kevin, is there a sickle or a penis in this story? Yes. Are both. you sure? Unfortunately, both. Okay. It sounds like you're backing away from the three-way completely. And where did the arranged marriages come from? Honestly, I think I made both of those up. On the spot, I was just like, all right, I can rescue this. This is not a big deal. I couldn't rescue this. No. You're keeping it straight in your head. At least you're trying to. And by the way, this is a a year and a half ago. Uh So Ralph Garman was still here. And Uh he came in to bust me as he, as well he should. Right. And to back up Alec. But his, his wife wasn't there, but neighbors said his wife was there and was getting ready for a three-way. They were all ready to go. Neighbors? Why are neighbors so my... aware of the three-way? <laughs> what? Story. How are neighbors what? Aware of the three-way. You said neighbors saw. <sighs> Why'd you just add that tidbit? So the neighbors knew there, there was a three-way? I don't... I can't. I don't. I don't. I, I, I'm I not. want more. Oh. I want more. Ralph came in. This is the longest moment with Kevin ever. There's a neighbor. We're not going to have time to play <laughs> this when we, when we have to replay Thank this every you. day for the rest of I our lives. I thought I was going crazy. Like, no, am Allie. I not paying attention? Allie, you're oh. poor, you poor, poor girl. <laughs> Thank you, Ralph. It was nuts. There's a neighbor. Okay. <laughs> now, why at that point? Oh. Now 
you're just going to fix Why it. Why at that point don't I give up? You Great guys question. aren't getting it. I mean, obviously, story. two people <laughs> that I know are right are calling me on this story, and yet I'm going to try it again. And somehow you think you have control of the facts enough that you are going to sh- you're going to beat your haters here by proving oh. that you know what's and going on. And they were all going to have to apologize. Uh-huh. Oh. Right. There's a neighbor. Okay. Are we all on board there? Okay. Oh. By the way, that's sort of me being a dick. Like, you guys get that part, right? Right. Because right. <laughs> oh, you're the stupid so one. So condescending. Right. She's having sex with her neighbor. Right. Yes, good. Right. He's married. Right. Okay. They've been having a relationship oh, for so, four years. So he didn't tell he was going to marry someone else like you said at the beginning of the story. <laughs> Is that what I said? Yes. yes. Absolutely. Oh. He, he was said the girl married. cut off his penis because he told her he was going to marry someone else. Oh. It's exactly he, what okay. you said at the he beginning. He was married to someone else. Very different. Okay. <laughs> I swear to God. Okay. So then neighbor invites... By the way, I don't know if you heard that, but Natalie said under her breath, I want to go home. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like 5.36. (laughs) Him over for a supposed three-way with wife. Wife not there. Blindfold, sickle, penis. Right. So I just, I messed up just though he was going to marry someone else. That's where I messed up? No, because then you also said she she, she told him she was going to marry someone else. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Was part of the problem, yeah. and then the neighbors knew about the three-way. Right. So yeah. they were the all watching. Knew about the three-way. <laughs> no, no, Some no, no. Other neighbors got involved. No, I wasn't even talking about other neighbors. <laughs> what you said? The, well, the neighbors knew about the three-way. <laughs> the ne- <laughs> thank God you're here. Neighbor, <laughs> man, and you also said Hold the on. penis was going up during the three-way with the wife before what? you told oh us there God. was no three-way. The, well, during what he thought was a three-way. Very different. Okay. Very different than it was put up during the three-way with the wife. Neighbor, husband, wife. Three-way, neighbor's house, he thinks. Blindfold, sickle penis. Boom. Thank God that uh, uh, District Attorney Ralph Garman comes in to cross-examine the witness because your case just fell apart on Why? the stand, Kevin. Why, after what you just heard, would I say, boom? Like you nailed it. Right. Why? No idea. I think I was just trying to get out. Well, so were we. And I didn't. <laughs> so tired of your Mad Libs work. <laughs> I say we just all walk. We all walk all today. Kevin, I need you to listen to this later. Let's do it later. And really, really focus. And see where I went south? Yes. Neighbor, husband, no, wife. No, stop doing that. So, it's stop doing boom. it. No. There's no boom. There's no boom. There is a boom. Never a boom. Of course there's a boom. No boom. I agree with the girl. So that was the end no of, boom. That was the no end of the boom. attempted story. I tried to give myself a boom, what, five times? Uh, yep. At least. It's so bad, Kevin. Yeah, it wasn't my finest storytelling moment. They can't take away that Hall of Fame honor, right? <laughs> I hope they not. Should. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. I uh, made a terrible mistake uh, the other day, Kevin, and decided to walk to the French Quarter. Yeah, why is that terrible? Uh, it's about two and a half miles from yeah. my house, which is fine, but it was 100 degrees out, oh. and I almost passed out. And humidity, I, I assume. I almost got heat stroke, I, but I just, I didn't want to drive because it's such a pain in the ass to drive down there, and I didn't want to take my bike because I thought it would get stolen, so I walked. So at one point before I passed out, I thought, I got to get out of this sun and get into some air conditioning, so I ducked into a little chicken place and got me some iced tea and sat down, and I looked up on the wall, and there was a sign that said... 
if you vomit in our restaurant, we charge you a $50 cleanup fee. <laughs> in and a I restaurant? In a restaurant. And I don't think I have ever seen that anywhere before. I don't, I've I, never heard of the policy, let alone a sign that a says... A sign on the wall. And I guess it makes sense in the French Quarter. There are lots of people who are, you know, we got the open carry, not for guns, but for alcohol here in New Orleans. So people get really, really drunk and just pub crawl or restaurant crawl or whatever. And I bet a lot of people throw up in a lot of buildings. Oh, sure. So I guess they just wanted to put that out there to let people know, hey, it's going to cost you. Run outside if you're going to vomit, I guess. is. By the, the way, I'm, I'm fine with that. Cleaning yeah. that up from somebody else? Mm-mm. I'm fine yeah. with that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I am too. I completely understand why they do it. I had just never seen it before. Right, and same. then And then I thought, because on the same sign was the little YouTube logo, and I thought, are they also threatening to embarrass you by, because they have cameras in the restaurant, by uploading you onto YouTube? Are oh, they, is that, that would their, be awesome. Is that their subtle way of saying, plus you're going to go viral, in addition oh, to man. having to pay the 50 bucks? And that got me to thinking about this phone topic where we're going to take your calls at 1-800-520-1067. The most awkward place you've ever thrown up. (laughs) Everyone's vomited at some point. If you're lucky, Mm -hmm. you've only ever had to vomit at home in the privacy of your own bathroom. That's not always (laughs) the case. I I present, ladies and gentlemen, the first witness for the prosecution, K-Rock Kevin. Um, Taking a helicopter tour in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And you could smell, is it the sulfur smell around um, a volcano? Or okay. So, and it was kind of moving and left and right, and everybody else seemed fine. Mm-hmm. And I had a video camera, which is a little bit bi- bigger in those days, so I could sort of hide it, and I was in the back corner. So I started, I reached for the vomit bag, because I was just like, oh, this is not going to go well. Yeah. Everybody else is fine. Grab the vomit bag, throw up, think, all right, great, I'm fine. And I'm hiding myself behind my camera because no one can see me. Fantastic. People didn't even know in the right. helicopter that you had thrown up? Because wow. it's pretty loud. So mm-hmm. you can't really hear what's going on. And I sort of had their view blocked. So that was just the first time, though. Oh, no. So then second time, third time. <gasps> oh, my god. How gosh. big is this bag? I was going to say, you're going <laughs> to need a bigger bag. Yeah. And now <laughs> it's getting to the point where the bag is full. Oh, oh the bag is so then I took my camera bag <gasps> no, no. and started with that one. Because, well, vomited be- a lot. Because, like, immediately. But because what would you do? There's like six people in a helicopter. You're all jammed in. Mm-hmm. Can't you vomit? There's no windows or doors. You can't vomit no. outside? Okay. Not in a helicopter. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just <laughs> over the side? Or, I don't know. There's not. But okay. I threw up, I don't know, ten times? Oh, no. Oh, yes. Dude, I can't. The smell. Just uh, on that alone. That's what I'm saying. How oh, did no one in right. there? I'm not positive that they didn't... Uh, Realize what was right. going on because were, I was so... Yeah, in, they were being nice. Yeah, they yeah. were really being nice. But Kevin, and I know we don't want to... I mean, I know this is a tough topic for people, especially in the morning. You may be eating. We apologize. But after you throw up four times, is there anything left? Um, You would think that. You would think that. <laughs> Kevin's got skills. Turns out... <laughs> Turns out there's more. Who knew? There's always more. <laughs> so Kevin's like a camel, man. He like camel <laughs> keeps water. Kevin just has I just saved my throw up for years. Yeah, you just have food for <laughs> months stacked up just in case you need it. Then there was one other time, and it was a scuba diving um, expedition. So we were going out on a boat, and we were all there was no room for anyone to sit. And I got sick, and I turned around. I was thrown up in the ocean, but repeatedly, 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 repeatedly. And at the end of the tour, 
everyone else got off that was in the boat and they all walked one way and they were all talking about how great it was and blah 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 and i just like did the walk of shame over by myself to my car (laughs) because it would that was probably 20. oh my god because it was a double dive it was a double dive so you go a long way then you get in the water you're fine scuba Uh diving in the water you're fine get back up on the boat oh no Oh, Here we man. go again. Go to a second You're spot. You're just chumming the water. That's yeah, all. I was chumming uh, the water big time, though. Uh, oh, my God. It's not oh, ideal. Oh, God, this is so disgusting. Oh, yeah. I think I'm going to puke. <laughs> oh, yeah, we don't oh. need any sound effects, please. Who's hungry? Any other examples, Kevin? Well, I mean, I was at the Palms Hotel <laughs> in Vegas. All right. And my friend Aisa was sort of trying to help me get through the lobby. Mm-hmm. And um, I was not able to make it. And I was first I was looking for trash cans really desperately. Then I realized there's no way that I can just I can't stop. Mm-hmm. I can't look for a trash can. Nothing. So yeah. it was just like to it's the left, time. to the right, to the left, to the right, all over the whole <gasps> Palms floor. Oh, and we've got vomit. Oh. And then somebody said, hey, Bean. And I said, yeah, what's up? <laughs> no. Yes, because I didn't want to take responsibility for that. <laughs> oh, no. What a loser. Oh, That's God. Vegas 101. So the oh. first time was the motion of the helicopter. Yes. The second time was the motion of the boat. The yes. third time was the motion of the alcohol in Correct. your stomach. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Uh, I have more. Way, but... <laughs> I don't doubt it. <laughs> by the way, phones packed. Yeah. They're practically smoking. They're, they're ringing so hard right now at 1 800 520 And we'll get right to your calls. DJ Omar Khan. Yeah. Uh, you too? I, I have one. Yeah. Mine comes from drinking, though, which I think is pretty common. Sure. So it was a b- bad religion show. Dumb, you know, kid in my early 20s, 20s mixing beer and hard liquor. Mm. And uh, at the end of the night, we get into the car, and uh, it was a little uh, Nissan Altima, and there's like seven people on, in there, and I'm wasted. Oh, no. I just want to get home. So Kazzy's driving home, and I'm laying across the back seat. Four dudes, Dave's in the car. You're laying on them? I'm laying on them across. Okay. And my head's out the window, and I'm just yakking in the middle of Sunset Boulevard oh, at 2 a.m., stuck in, st- in traffic. Oh. And there's two motorcycle officers right there just pointing and laughing at me. Oh. They're, just, they're, just, they're like, dude, get them home. They did the right yeah, thing. Yeah, they're oh, like, get them home. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't ideal in front of cops. Everywhere? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty that's fantastic. Amazing. All right, let's take one real quick before the break, and let's go to line five. Let's make it Nick, Nick LaHabra. We're talking about the most awkward place you ever vomited. I think Nick's uh, wife here is going to be at the top of the leaderboard. Hey, Nick. Well, Nick, can, what happened? I can, I can share the story because she's at work and she's not listening. Perfect. Uh, last year, we went to a concert. We both ride motorcycles, and we, we went together. She was drinking sangria and wine uh, most of the night, and I realized at the end of the night she had an empty stomach. And on our way home on the 101, I feel dead weight behind me. As she's leaning over, oh, no. and chunks are coming out of her helmet. Oh no! She thrown so, up in her helmet. She, I'm holding on to her with one hand. She's blowing chunks off, off to the side. All right. We don't need a lot of detail on the throw up if that's okay in this phone topic. Blowing chunks I, makes it worse. I, I had right. to stop twice, and uh, you know, on the side of the freeway, and we eventually got home. But the next morning, it was a, uh, it was an ugly picture in the bike. I bet oh, it was man. inside a motorcycle helmet, by the way. Wow. That seems like it would be imp- impair your ability to breathe. Look, you use what you have. I guess you do. <laughs> All right. Nick, we're going to call your wife later and tell her that you shared this story. <laughs> 1-800-520-1067. We want to hear your vomit story when we return right after this on K-Rock. 
It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock, K-R-O-Q. Let's take one phone call. Let's make it Juan in your Belinda. Hi, Juan. Hi, guys. Good morning. Good morning. So well, my uh, vomit story goes back to uh, when I was 40. I'm 40 now. Back in high school, a sophomore, we were invited to a ditching party. And we're all hanging out in, in this popular kid's uh, room, smoking pot. So, uh, Ten minutes later, I started getting sick. And everybody was around, so I quietly ninja vomit underneath his pillowcase. <gasps> you what? <laughs> ninja vomiting. Ninja vomiting is really. If there's not a bad name, that I don't even know you people. <laughs> and, it, and it was, and it was funny because it was every, the room was packed, and I had to do it quietly so nobody noticed. So I did. I vomited underneath his pillowcase, and like three minutes later, uh, someone moved the pillowcase to sit down on the bed to get comfortable, and they were like. Ooh, somebody vomited. Somebody threw up. And then, like, as soon as I vomited, I moved out of the way. So, you know, so I wouldn't be the one that was blamed. I would have stood around and said, why, you, why, who did that? (laughs) Go on the offensive. I I didn't want nothing to do with that, right? You got away with it, Juan. Yeah. Well, you're a smarter man than I. Kevin just seemed to have a lot of awkward vomiting stories, like I've right more on the top of his head. <laughs> Did he, Allie? I mean, it was it's, kind it's, of remarkable. It's too much. I have an Uber one. You yeah. want to hear that one? Yeah, oh, that's too gross. I'm We're sorry. That, that was, you don't want to hear that one. <laughs> We're uh, taking your calls about awkward vomiting. You vomited uh, not in a regular place, but in a place that made it even more embarrassing for you at 1-800-520-1067. Muggs, you stand by. We're going to get to one of your stories. First, I promised Jocelyn in North Hollywood, someone representing for the ladies. Jocelyn, what happened? Hello, everyone. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. So, um, this was my 21st birthday, and um, uh, we, all, my, my friends and I, we all went out to a club, of course. Um, and um, I was on an empty stomach. Yep. I yeah, of course. <laughs> I was on an empty stomach, and I was chugging tequila. And um, my friends, they sat me down. Oh, they were all taking care of me. And at one point, I wandered off. Are you going to have to get to the I, part where you threw up, if you don't mind? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I ended up in another girl's VIP section. And the bottle service, I emptied out all of her bottles, threw the ice all over the floor, and threw up in her bucket in the bottle service and bucket there you go <laughs> there you go well done that's good work hey that's better at least she had something nearby she yeah. could use that's so much better than just like all over the table i like the i like floor i like that she went to another girl's table right. though section <laughs> not messing up hers that's awesome. all right thank you jocelyn dear kevin and bean this one comes in from aaron in lakewood i was in the passenger seat of my friend john's car a long time ago and i got stuck while driving down the road i got sick while driving down the road sorry but I didn't stick my head out far enough, so I projectile vomited all over the dude in the back seat. Oh. That's not the worst part. What? We cleaned oh. and cleaned as only drunk people can do. And then I even paid to get the car detailed, but it still sort of smelled like puke. Flash forward to the following weekend, my friend John went out on a date. She gets into the car, pulls out the passenger seatbelt, and it's covered with dry, caked oh, on vomit. Come on. End of date, he sold the car. The end. That's that's bad. That car as is. 
That vomit, by the way, that affected the guy in the back seat, affected the friend, affected yeah. the friend's date. That would just, uh, that had legs, didn't it? That's not ideal. All right, Muggs, what happened to you? You seem like a guy who would wake up in a bush after a particularly rough night. Yeah, well, this is at the Flamingo in Las Vegas. I challenged the bartender, and boy, did he win because... You challenged the bartender, challenged the bartender to what? A drink off? A, a drink that You're would... You're an idiot. A drink that would just get me just hammered, and it got me sick. I was eating steak and eggs with two of my buddies in the cafe. And before the dinner even, or before the breakfast even came, I put my head down on the table, proceeded to start vomiting all over my lap. All on right. my shirt, my lap. I got up because I was so embarrassed. All right. And I was dodging all the people that had just waken up to like start their day in Vegas in the oh. lobby. There's like everybody's bright eyed and bushy tailed. And here I am playing Frogger in between people trying to run up to my room with vomit all over myself. You know what? All those people in Vegas were like, yeah, been there. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> all good. That's the one place you don't have to worry about standing out. Yes, that correct. happens to you. All right. Thank you, Bugs. Let's go to Harry on uh, line four, please. Valley Village up next on the Kevin Mitchell. By the way, we could take a hundred calls yeah, in a we row. Could. We won't, but we could. Harry, hi. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? We are good. What happened to you? Uh, uh heavy night of drinking with the uh, with the wife celebrating something. Don't really remember what it was. Right. Driving home, <laughs> of course. Driving home. Uh she pulls into the driveway. And I immediately run, as I'm trying to run, start puking all over the lawn, all over my driveway. Mm. That's not the crazy part. I got to go to the bathroom. So I pull down my pants. As I'm urinating, I slip face down right in my puke. Oh, my God. Oh, man. You know, she she called my parents to come and pick me up off the lawn. My parents live five houses up. She's like, I'm not dealing with this. Doesn't she oh. know that snitches get stitches? <laughs> I mean, come on. By the way, you were so sick that your wife didn't want to have anything to do with you. That's, That's a- what I'm saying. 35 That's years old and my mom 35 years old, my mom had to come pick me up. That's uh, I bet she was very proud. Thank you. Harry, thank you. Uh, uh, two more texts in. 323 family outing to Disneyland on Star Tours. My sister-in-law upchucked on the seat. As the tour ended, the doors opened to the new riders. We got up and calmly ran out. Oh so somebody gosh. else's problem mm. when they walk in. From the 562, this is Kasun from Redondo. I was once hooking up with someone while being drunk in a boat in Marina del Rey. I got motion sickness because the boat kept moving and threw up on her back. Oh. Yeah. Right. All right. That's more than a hookup. Right. <laughs> let's do right. one more. Let's, which one you want? All right, let's go to George. Hi there. All right. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, so I go to a club and... Long story short, dancing with this smoking hot chick, I get nervous. I uh, While we're dancing, I throw up behind me quietly. Wait, on the and dance then, floor? <laughs> yeah, on the dance floor. Sweet. And then uh, and then it went, I ended up seeing some other chick with some nice hills, slip and fall, oh. landing all in my vomit. Oh. She goes, what the F, someone vomited. And, I'm, and I continue dancing with the other girl. I mean, I got to give you props for that. Yeah, you got to. <laughs> Yeah. I ended up getting a kiss at the end of the night. That, oh, poor girl. You just yeah. puked. Right. Yeah, I, I, she didn't know. Ah, oh, she knew. She knew. She knew. She knew. Worst, worst kiss ever. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I woke up this morning Mm -hmm. and I took... uh, Clonopin, which is a sleep medicine, yeah. <laughs> instead of Lexapro, which mm-hmm. is an antidepressant. Is it wearing off? So I started the show basically with my body wanting to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. then you saw that tweet from that guy that said, take another pill. Take it, I, did, I did not take his advice. <laughs> then they'll the counteract one. each other. Nope. I'd like to point out that I am still alive. Mm-hmm. I am still awake. I am still alert. And I think I am good speaking. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you agree with me? <laughs> Are you One still having hour. problems for real? Yes, That's I've told awesome. you. It's like I, uh, I don't know. It's like I. It's like I'm having a fever dream. And yeah. I, I have the squiggly lines in front of my That's eyes, awesome. and I can't focus on anything. And I just everything feels like it's moving in you slow motion. You should do motion. that every day. Do not do the show on sleep medication, kids. That's the message from the Kevin Abid show today. All right, Doctor Drew Pinsky joins us with his weekly visit right after the top of the hour. First, though, Allie, what's happening? I will say this though, Bean. This compared to your scissor morning, yeah, yeah. and night and day. Yeah, I mean, yeah. really, scissor Sizz- beam you need was to get back to scissor. magic. I could barely get a sentence out under the scissor that right. time. Let's do that yeah. tomorrow. And Let's then not. he thought with the scissor that because something was happening with his throat or something, that if he just coated it with more scissor, <laughs> that would be better. Love it. So we found out halfway through the show, he was continuously doing scissor. Uh-huh. Oh, oh that was a I joy. think that's being living his best life. I agree 100%. Well, you guys, the truth is out there. And Fox has plenty of ideas how to celebrate that. If you tell me the X-Files is coming back yet again, I'm not going to know what to think. Well, I wish that was true. No, wait, what they're doing, they're marking their 25th anniversary of the X-Files. That takes place next month in September. So Mulder and Scully getting a whole new look. David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson... Getting their own Barbie dolls. Oh. No one was as excited as I was. I mean, I don't have a collection of Barbie dolls. I don't either, but I will get I will get Mulder and Scully. But isn't the Funko? That's the hot thing you want is well, you get your own Funko. Obviously. Right? Yeah. By the way, notorious B.I.G. Funko coming soon. Thank mm-hmm. you, lady <laughs> on Instagram that alerted me. <laughs> But what they're also going to do is they're giving fans of the X-Files a chance to test their trivia knowledge of the show. From now until September 3rd, you can submit your own trivia questions to shop.fox.com for the Truth Is Out There trivia contest. Then they're going to put those questions up. You answer the questions. And then the winner that knows the most trivia about X-Files, they're going to win a prize pack that also includes the Barbie dolls. Hmm. 
Camille's winning that, right? Hmm. Camille Nanjiani's winning that. Yeah. Is he eligible to compete as a cast member of the show? Oh, good question. (laughs) Suck it, Kumail. And by suck it, can you come over to my house and we will take that quiz together? What's the deadline on that again? Um, From now until September 3rd, you can submit. Oh, my God, I love you. I love you so much, Bean. It hurts sometimes. Yay! (laughs) Wow. That was the alley and the oop from Bean. Oh, my God, I love it so much. That was so dumb. I'm going to say well done. Well Thank done. you, Kevin. Usually you don't appreciate that kind of nonsense. I don't because usually puns and that kind of nonsense is done poorly. That was that was pretty good. That oh, was... my God. Yeah, now don't ruin it. <laughs> and Bean is working at Half Bean today. That was impressive. Thank you. What? Thank you very much. Maybe we need Half Bean every day. <laughs> I do love the uh, I do love the X Files, and I didn't love every minute of the reboot seasons, mm-hmm. but I was still happy to have it back on my Agreed. TV. I'd, I'd rather have that X Files than no X Files. Uh, see, and you say you didn't love every moment. There was only probably one show where I was like, eh. the rest I was dying for. Yeah, I don't think best. I was quite as enthusiastic as you were, but it, no. was, it was definitely worth bringing back and definitely worth putting on. I and, loved that. I wish. And, I wish it, Keep going forever. Yes. And and uh, Dave and Jillian are such great actors and so fun together and have such good chemistry. I mean, I, I, I do miss it. I'm sorry to bring it down, guys. Yeah, we're having a good time. I know. I know. So when you think of Stephen Colbert, a guy that comes out every night, does his show live... Just amazing, right? Right. Up mm-hmm. there, cool as a cucumber. Enormously talented. Enormously talented. You would never know that he traversed quite a rocky road for a while with anxiety. Oh, and really? he said that he had to be medicated for his anxiety. And after his wedding in 93, he had a complete nervous breakdown. Wow. He said that his wife would come home and he she was like, would Who say, are you? No, she would say, oh. How was your day? And he'd be walking around the couch, and she's like, how was your day? And he'd say, you're looking at it, just tight circles around the couch. All day? All day. Because he worked at night, so his mind during the day was just freaking him out. So he said that, while obviously non-anxious people break into a sweat, even thinking about performing, going out there on stage... It's where he always feels the most comfortable. It's like this huge adrenaline rush he gets out there, and then when he's off stage, is kind of where it would set back. That's in. when he runs into problems. Yes. I feel like that was uh, that was Letterman's problem for a long time too. Yeah, the best part of best his day part of his day was the was show. Th- that show, right? I know another guy that recently has said that. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. You know, I'm not hmm. at all surprised to hear of any famous person. We're going to talk to Dr. Drew about some of the celebrities going into rehab mm-hmm. right now. Any famous people are people, and right. they have the same problems as everybody else. And your next door neighbor has anxiety. Stephen Colbert yeah. has anxiety. It's just, it's you know, it's indiscriminate. And I think it's it's so important that we hear these stories because there's someone listening right now that's like, oh my God, Stephen Colbert too? I'm not alone. Maybe I can get through this. It's just knowing that people... Everywhere. Yeah, it used to be an embarrassing thing, and yeah. that's too bad. It's yeah. really good that people are talking about yeah. it. Yeah, stigma, I think, gets broken down every single day, which is good. We're not where we need to be with a lot of you dudes. A lot of you dudes need to just say, hey, I need help. It's fine. You're Enrique, not... hello. Mm-hmm. You're not weak. You just need help. Everyone needs help. 
Hello. Hello. <laughs> and this is a weird story. We talked about it earlier, but I still it's still creeping me out, and I, I don't want it to. But Aretha Franklin's open casket, um, they're changing her clothes each day. So the first day, red dress, red Louboutins, her heels. Then yesterday, she had a, a different dress, powder blue. So... Uh, then tomorrow she'll be in a gown. And uh, Kevin, you mentioned it earlier. She's not a Barbie doll. Like, what's happening? This is odd. I've it's never heard of this. It's weird to me. And they got that guy that's moving her mouth and making it look nope. like she's singing. That is not true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just feel that's inappropriate. <laughs> that's, that's too far. I hate you right now so much. I love him right now so much. <laughs> Some birthdays for you. Andy Roddick. Ryan Ross. Panic the Disco, Michael Chiklis, Louis Black, Cameron Diaz, and happy belated to our own phone op, Ruben, who didn't tell any of us it was his birthday, and I saw on his Instagram stories celebrating my birthday with my brother and all these people. So the next day I was like, Ruben, did you just have a birthday? And he goes, well, it's actually today. And that was yesterday. So none did of I us... Did I tell that story well? It wasn't a necessary story to tell. <laughs> All right. Happy birthday, Ruben. That's what's happening. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Q. You guys, our friend Dr. Drew Pinsky's on the phone. What? Dr. Drew. Yeah. We heard from a, a lot of listeners when those, uh, like, 16 nurses at that one hospital in Arizona turned up pregnant at the same time last week. They all yeah. figured that this was going to be somehow, you were going to be responsible for that. It was going to be a new TV show you were working on. Oh, you're onto something here, though. <laughs> Lizzie, everyone on the everyone Go in the on. was pregnant. There could only be one person responsible for all of them. Very weird, or at least there's got to be some weird stuff going on there of some yeah. sort. Do people? I, you always hear about how women's uh, psych, uh, they cycle sync up. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it do is pregnancy contagious as well? No, contagious. Not unless there's one, uh, let's say, vector disseminating, so to speak, said pregnancies. Okay, all right. You but you're that? not more, you're not more likely to get pregnant if you're all your friends are pregnant. In other no, words. again, not unless you're having contact with this uh, particularly prolific gotcha. vector. All right. Name well, this Victor. is a <laughs> this is a great time you ha- have you on, Doctor Drew, because you know you know more about rehab than you know about probably anything else in your long uh, medical history. And there are two celebrities in rehab in the news right now. You want to start with Batman? Or you want to start with the Spice Girl? Let's do Batman because that's uh, quick and easy. Okay. All right. What's going on with Ben Affleck? Well, I, I know he's an alcoholic and he's been struggling for a long time. It, it's you never really hear about him working hard in recovery or being a leader in the community the way you do. You quietly hear say about Robert Downey Jr., who's always been just deeply engaged with, well, not always, since he finally got sober. And it's important to remember that on average, and this is on average for an alcoholic who begins contemplating getting sober, it's on average eight years and multiple treatment episodes before they get one year of sobriety. Is that right? That's on average. Four, Four treatments, five years, but eight years from the time they start thinking about it. And, and hey, so, why is that? It's just the nature of the condition. I think it, the way I experience it is people have to really convince themselves of the level of commitment that's needed. And they always start with sort of half measures, and then they convince themselves they can control it, and they have to try it their way. Oh, alcoholics are very what we call self-willful, and they, you know, they don't really necessarily capitulate or listen and take direction that well until way late. 
when they've decided, okay, okay, I get it. I got to stop. I got to go to meetings every day. And then they do it. And then they. And Ben, ben had been to rehab this year, in fact, yeah, already, yeah. and was out again. And then there was some sort of an intervention with his ex wife, Jennifer Garner, right? Yeah. And I would argue that celebrities, they, they have a more difficult time, be, not because they're celebrity, but, but because they tend to gravitate towards special care and special caretakers. And nothing is worse for an alcoholic. What does that mean? Special. Special that means, you know, places that gratify and seem like country clubs and give lots of special therapies. Look, they just need the basics like everybody else. So they're not really doing the hard work. Well, they also need to drop the veneer and the narcissism and everything else. Yeah. Just get to be a person with, with sobriety. Now, it's, of course, it is difficult for them to be, you know, anonymous and they have to find meetings that are suitable for them. But they're out there, particularly in this town. And you have to, you know, find the support, find, do the do, and continue in some kind of usually individual therapy. But again, the doctor is whoever the clinical professionals are, have to be completely uninterested in taking care of celebrities. It just has to be another person and not special. You guys were, you and your team were really good at that on Celebrity Rehab. I mean, you, there was no preference given based on no, how famous a person was. I, I, did thought, not, I could not care less. And, and it, to me, it's almost comical when people get all, and it's, it's, it's very dangerous when do- doctors are sort of, Starstruck. you know, excited about taking care of somebody special. It really, particularly, I, I will point you to Conrad Murray and Michael Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> where that ends up if you give special consideration and special care. But isn't that sort of a normal thing to be excited and, and weirded out by the fact that you're in the same place with a celebrity? It, it, it can't, it, you, you can't help for a beat, maybe, but you have to immediately get over that. I mean, it just, you cannot, if you, and if you can't, if you keep seeing you know, Ben Affleck and not just Ben, then you got to refer to somebody else. Okay, so... You're not right for that case. If you're if you if your narcissism is mobilized by it, then forget it. Get out of there. We all wish Ben the very best. I'm glad he's back and we have. I'm glad yeah. he's trying. Now, yeah. this Mel B. Scary Spice story is a little different because she talks about PTSD. She talks about going into rehab. Depending on which story you read, it sounds like there may be alcohol addiction and also possibly some sex addiction going on. As a result of PTSD, where's this coming from? Well, almost all addictions, at least the addictions that are severe enough, if well, 100% if you need to see me, but generally speaking, if you have bad enough addiction and you need some sort of inpatient care, there's almost always childhood trauma. And childhood, one, of the, one of the more common manifestations of childhood trauma is some sort of PTSD. And she's had, you know, and in your adult life, you'll sort of recreate those traumas or reenact them subconsciously, and that really reactivates the PTSD. So I suspect she's talking about something like that. The problem is she's being treated in the U.K., and they really do a not very good job at this. And they got to understand you have to treat the sex addiction, the alcoholism first. Then the PTSD is a long-term issue with the trauma, but you wouldn't even may not even begin with that for six months or so because oh. there's so much work to be done on the alcoholism and the sex addiction. So, and, uh, you know, I've had friends go and sort of observe some of their treatment there. These That special, I forget the name of the clinic in London. It was woeful. I mean, really not really. Good. They just don't understand the alcoholism and, that well. And you think that's true of, of all of England? With some exceptions, well, I'm sure? one special, no, I don't, no, that's not true. Because uh, if you watch the Amy Winehouse uh, documentary, you see the horrible care she got. Literally, they, she was allowed to live with her boyfriend and party in the treatment program. It was unbelievable. <laughs> wow. but, there was, but there was one guy, if you watch the documentary, he goes, absolutely not. <laughs> this is not going to work. Boyfriend goes somewhere else. You go here. You're sober. Stop it. Stop the BS. I don't care who you are. 
And I thought, oh, well, that guy knows what he's doing, but he certainly is not in the majority over there. Mel B., the Spice Girl we're talking about, says, quote, I do suffer a lot from PTSD, end quote. Are you comfortable with people using that term in the way she's using it? In other words, I had a bad marriage, a bad relationship, and I'm still suffering from it. Or do you think that term should only be used for what we mostly think of, which is people coming back from combat. I don't think she's saying it's from the marriage. And I think a lot of it might stem from childhood trauma that then got reinvigorated through this bad marriage because she Allie's was making the same choices. That's it. That's exactly right. We, we do traumatic reenactments. We, we have a weird thing in our brain that makes us attracted to people and circumstances that magically are just like the original traumatizers. And then we do it all over again. Why is and, that, Dr. Drew? It was no, a it's, horrible it's, time it's, in your kid. Freud observed it. He called it repetition compulsion. People have all kinds of theories about why it happens. I think it's just some neurobiological adaptation. Probably has some positive benefits when it's working properly, but with childhood trauma, it goes off the rail, and we keep reenacting it. I, I think it has something to do with how we ritualize horrible traumas. It's why we do, you know, Passover every year. We just we repeat things over and over. Mm-hmm. But but we but because it's, another, it's a way of offloading horrible memories. But unfortunately, if you're somebody who's the actual individual victim of the trauma, you end up recreating the trauma. Yes, that, that's like, my, you know, but then you got to treat the original trauma, and that takes a long time, and she needs to do that. Yeah, well, uh, I guess the takeaway here would be seek help and try to seek the right help. And, well, yeah, don't don't get special care. Just get mm-hmm. just basic care. People who are committed to the cause of recovery, not people that are fancy. People who've been doing it for a long time. For people that are looking. With that? For people that are looking for that, how do they? How can they tell the difference between that and any I, other? It, it, there's, there's like only like very few places in Los Angeles that are really that way. You, know? you yelp it, Kevin. That's what you yelp, do. You, you, you yelp it. Uh, look for the reviews. Just, just, All right, great. Just the basics, but but remember, treat the addiction first, then the underlying stuff later. Fantastic. That's the key thing. Dr. Drew's got lots of great podcasts you can check out at drdrew.com. You can also listen to him live on the radio from noon till 3 on 790K ABC. And if you need a physician and maybe even Dr. Drew himself to show up at your home and treat He doesn't. I've tried it so many times. I saw a video the other day of Dr. Drew treating a patient in her home, by the way. Did it. And treating her patient is in quotation marks, by the way. Uh, that's the heal app is where you the get that. Ending the pregnancy story is what you're saying here? Right? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Great done. chat, Doc. We'll talk to you next time. Okay, guys. Thank you, bud. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world's famous K-Rock. Got one final look at what's happening here on this Thursday morning. Allie, take it away. Well, what's happening is Muse has announced the title, track list, and release date of their eighth studio album. Sweet. Kids love it. It is called Simulation Theory. There will be 11 tracks, and it's going to be out on November 9th. (gasps) All right. Exciting, right? We already have heard Thought Contagion. We've heard Dig Down. And a couple weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, Something Human. Mm -hmm. But now, a fourth track. A fourth track, you guys. It's like they're just giving us stuff weekly, and I appreciate it. I love it, too. This is a new song called The Dark Side. Whoopity-scoop. Wow. Scoop-dee-dee-whoop. Whoop-dee-scoop-dee-poop. Whoop-dee-scoop-dee-scoop-dee-whoop. I mean, it's a different direction. I see what you're doing with The Dark Side. But that is that is not it. Let's get the real song. All right. 
That's very music. Here's the thing, though. I feel like they're doing like an 80s vibe more than usual, and I am here for it. Mm-hmm. Right? Sure, I'm in. And all of their videos have kind of been like weird. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say 80s inspired, but the last one wasn't really at all. Cause yeah, it was true. Whatever. But um, the artwork for the album, it's amazing. And it's the same guy that did the poster art for Stranger Things. And it's got a Stranger Things feel. The cover of this album, again, which is called Simulation Theory. 11 tracks due out on November 9th. I am pleased. I am excited. And I accept it. Do you think we'll get all 11 before that date? I feel like that's (laughs) what they're doing. And I appreciate Uh, that about them. Please uh, read further, Allie, about the the, uh, deluxe and expanded versions of the album and how many more Muse songs are going to be coming our way in addition to those 11. Simulation Theory will be released in three formats. Standard, which is 11 tracks. Deluxe, 16 tracks. And Super Deluxe. 21 tracks. How about right. that? They've just got too much music. Yeah, they do. Love right? It. I hope Poopity Scoop is on it. I right? don't I don't think that would that was Kanye. All right. And weird, weird news coming out from Paramount Pictures. They have pushed back the sequel to Top Gun. It was supposed to come out July of next year. It has been pushed to June 2020. And they're saying it's because of extensive visual effects work and complicated fight scenes. Flight scenes. That's with an L. That would be weird if it was just all of a sudden on the Fight ground. Scenes. They're just fighting each other, right? Playing volleyball. I'm in. Flight scenes. That's uh, said to be at the heart of the production extension. But it was almost a year? Uh, yeah. That's a- July 2019 pushed to June 2020. Wow. That's a, that's a lot of um, extensive visual work and flight simulation. Yeah, that's odd. It's a lot a lot and I don't like it but I accept it because I can't wait for that movie this is interesting Ed Sheeran is now the only solo artist ever to have three songs that have each spent at least one year on the Billboard Hot 100 wow that's amazing right he reaches that milestone thanks to Perfect which just notched its 52nd week on the chart he also had Shape of You and Thinking Out Loud that each spent a year up there as well that's not bad, right? Yeah, that's okay. pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. And I I love this story just because of the opening line. The Eagles recently passed Michael Jackson's Thriller on the list of best-selling U.S. albums ever, but the king of pop will get the last laugh. How will he get the last laugh? Well, they're bringing Thriller back to IMAX 3D for one week. <laughs> right? Suck it, Eagles. Michael Jackson was tight. Right. Okay. This is just uh, such a weird framing of the story, but IMAX announced yesterday, which again would have been Jackson's 60th birthday, that they have partnered with his estate. They have digitally remastered the thriller short film, and they're going to release it in IMAX 3D for the first time ever. The showings will run for one week starting September 21st, and you will only see it ahead of screenings of Eli Roth's The House with a Clock in Its Walls. I'm going to say that most of the Eagles are still alive mm-hmm. and he is not. So I think they get the last half. That's why it's the weirdest sentence ever. It and is it's strange. It is not a sick burn to say that a thriller video is going to be out for a week on IMAX. Right. Yeah, that's weird. In front of certain movies. That's right. odd. In front of just one movie. Right. Just one. Yeah. Just, it's a weird, a weird way to start that story, but... 
kind of brought me joy. Michael Jackson. Did you guys see uh, This Is It? Did you watch that? I did. Because there was a lot of new stuff for Thriller mm-hmm. that they were going to do. Yeah. A lot of new visuals, a lot of film stuff. It was really good. Yeah. This that's is all, it. That's all I got. This is really it. Mm-hmm. KFC has a pretty interesting contest going. They want to give a pair of expecting parents $11,000 towards their child's education fund. All you have to do is name your baby Harland. The contest is in honor of what would have been Harlan Sanders' 128th birthday on September 9th. It's not a thing. That's not a thing. Not a thing. <laughs> but to enter the contest, you have to visit their website and submit the name, date, time of your child's birth, a valid birth certificate, hospital records, and then they will vet all of those properly. Don't think you could just send something all willy-nilly and win this contest. You can't. And then they're going to get an $11,000 donation as well as an additional almost four grand to offset the taxes. So if if you were going to name your kid Harland anyway, and it's in that window. Sure seems like a pretty small group. So Send it in. They don't really care if anyone names a kid Harland. They just are getting $11,000 worth of free advertising by putting this press release out and having us talk about it. Yes. <sighs> What a downer. I mean, it was for his 128th birthday. Well, that's the big one. That is the big <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, you definitely celebrate that more than any. Who's that yeah. uh, co- that comedian who's a Harland? Harlan Williams. Yeah, that's the only other Harlan there is, right? Yeah. Just those two, right? There's got to be I mean, I'm sure Harlan. there are others, but... I, I, There's no there other one? famous Harlan? Not that I've heard of. It's, it's oh, Globetrotters. <laughs> the Harlan to Globetrotters. That's right. I forgot right? about them. Thank you. Have you. A good, good poll. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> God. What's happening on the show today? Not sure. I don't even know what's happening, but I like it. Um, did you know that Neil Young and Daryl Hannah were dating? Um, I did not, and no. I was shocked by this news yesterday. If it's true, this yeah. is out of, coming out of nowhere. Uh, well, uh, first of all, apparently they've been dating for four years, and what? they just got married. And the only reason we know they got married is because guitarist Mark Miller wrote on Facebook... Congratulations to Daryl Hannah and Neil Young on their wedding today. May they have a long and happy relationship. They're not going to have a long right. and happy relationship. <laughs> Might be happy, but not long. Not going to be long. Oh, have you seen Neil Young lately? What is wrong with you? <laughs> but I thought it has been less than few uh, four years since he broke up with his, you know, wife of 40 years. I was stunned to find out that he'd been dating Daryl Hannah that long. Or maybe that's why he and his wife broke up. I was going to say, maybe the math doesn't need to add yeah. up according yeah. to your rules. That is, I mean, look, we don't know anything about them as people. Maybe they're a perfect match. Hard to see Daryl Anna and Neil Young together. That's what I'm saying. I don't strange. Yeah. She dated Jackson Brown for a number of years at one point, but that was a long time ago. Yeah. Right. Okay, good info. Well, I'm just saying maybe she likes musicians. Right. (laughs) That was Beans. Fun fact. Enrique. Hello. Some birthdays for you. <laughs> Ryan Ross from Panic at the Disco, Andy Roddick, Michael Chiklis, Lewis Black, and Cameron Diaz. Happy birthday, and that's what's happening. Thanks, Sally. On your drive home today, listen to a commercial-free 5 p.m. hour, random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning, an all-new Kevin and Bean show. We're doing cover songs. Yeah. Mm. All day. I like it. Cover. Well, not all day. Just during Kevin and Bean. All during our show. Sorry, Kevin. I mean, I feel like I was yeah, selling our you, show. You made you made perfect sense. <laughs> also, all Kevin knows is it involves wing mm-hmm. and it involves the Armenian comedian. That's right? all he knows, and that's all I care about. Uh, also, cheers with mugs tomorrow. Brand new internet roundup and keep it one hundred. Kevin and Bean on K Rock K R O Q.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.